2: or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
1: Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
0: The Around
1: the League podcast is in iTunes juggernaut.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Dan, you're looking—Dan got a haircut— you're looking sharp. Not as sharp as you, buddy. And I'll tell you what. First of all, thank you to both Wes and Mark helping me move this weekend as I – Greg was against this. Greg thought that I well, should have just the paid fact, for people. You're an
2: adult. You can just get – you're getting movers anyway, so why not just have them do it all in one trip? It was, uh,
3: it was uh, about money and saving and just being with my friends. And they, you guys, thank you very much for that.
2: It's a nice place, too. I was jealous. Wes is yeah. one-off day of the week. He's trying to find an apartment <laughs> that he's moving by. I mean, there will be a day you no longer have your friends move. for. Wh- so why not just fast forward and make
4: that day now?
3: I'm not ready for that yet.
4: Dan, he's got a baby on the way. You've got to look at the financial angle to this.
3: That's true. Wes
4: and I also, midway through, and it was an easy move. We did, what, a couple it cars, It was first. very easy, yeah. Wes and I struck up the plan to maybe, if this whole thing goes south, uh-huh. open up an ad hoc moving company because we enjoyed the experience. It was fun. Wes and Sess movers.
3: <laughs> well, I like that. I don't like that I've been cut out of the operation. <laughs> You're part of it. That's Wes and Sess. I'm not going to be involved if I'm not in the title. You're the and. Greg, what do <laughs> you think?
2: You've got to be looking for jobs at this rate. <laughs> I <don't know>. um, <laughs> you
5: buried the lead. What? I woke up to an earthquake this morning.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you okay?
5: First California earthquake.
3: A 4.4 on the Richter scale. Chris Wessling, take us through your thoughts.
5: <laughs> it's, this is going to sound odd. It's it's oddly calming. Why? It's There's a fatalism to it. There's nothing you can do. You wake up, you get shaken in your bed, and for seven seconds, your first five seconds you were asleep, so it doesn't even register what's going on. And then the last couple of seconds you just say, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. Nature's going to have its way with me now.
3: I think, <laughs> I think honestly, though, I think Damashek put it best this morning with a tweet that he had. And I don't think this is a shot at you, Wes. This is your first earthquake. You deserve to be able to share it.
5: I had an earthquake on Tybee, actually, that was very similar, about a four-something <laughs> magnitude.
3: Wow. Damashek tweeted, And now a day's worth of quake anecdotes positioning each narrator as a mix of Indiana Jones <laughs> and a war correspondent. <laughs> I'm calling in sick. Dangerously close there, Wes.
5: (laughs) That's that's great. That's brilliant.
3: Um, By the way, before we get into the show uh, properly, do you have anything to say, Wes, to me? Maybe an apology for what happened on Friday? Oh, yes. Branding me unethical and a liar.
5: That was not my intention, but apparently someone went back and watched the film, and you were proven right, and I was wrong.
3: In the sandwich bets, Wes thought that I took the Arthur Jones uh, bet. I did not. So and and we'll go over it maybe uh, a little later in the show where we're at the final tally with the sandwiches. But should I
5: apologize like an athlete?
3: <laughs> yeah, do it.
5: I'm sorry if you were offended.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, big show. We're going to get into um we're going to go some of our favorite under the radar signings of the free agency period. We're going to talk about that. Um but before we do that, we have a lot of news, as as we know. The weekend, things obviously are going a little bit slower now than the first couple of days of free agency, but there's still a lot of stuff going on. The gold standard behind the glass. What is your take on this? It's really fast and furious, this news, huh? It's
4: been crazy. A deluge of, uh, of <laughs> NFL headlines. I, my head's spinning.
3: All right, well, then let's get into it just because we don't want you to be so disoriented. Let's you know? do it. We start in Green Bay where the Packers have signed former Chicago Bears defensive end Julius Peppers uh, to a big deal. Uh, it's worth a maximum of $30 million, million in the first year, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, gentlemen, is this the type of move I know we, we heard that the Packers were looking to uh, do better at getting at the quarterback? Is Julius Peppers at this stage of his career the guy to do that?
5: That's a good question. On this one, I'm not feeling so confident that I would doubt the Packers' scouts. Julius Peppers is getting a little bit older. He's, I think, he's only had less than seven sacks in a season once. He didn't have much help on the Bears' defensive line last year. Maybe he does better with the Packers with Raji taking bodies off him. I could see this working out. People, kind of in a Charles Woodson part two.
3: You don't sound like well, uh, They sound they though. they <laughs>
2: signed Woodson when Woodson was 26, 27 years old. Well, uh, that's a major difference. This is this is really a move we never see the Packers make, a swing for the fences. It's a one-year gamble. They can get rid of him after one year and eight eight and eight and a half million with no problem, and just can this guy give us some juice? It's basically the move all Packers fans have been asking for, make some big splash. And Go it does
4: validate it. what Ian Rappaport suggested, that they were looking for different types of linemen, more athletic guys. I mean, but Pepper's... I'm kind of with you, Wes. It's, I like the signing, especially taking it from another NFC North foe. If he suddenly has a season where he perks up again, it's a it's a great great move. But it would have been nicer five years ago. I thought it was going to be in Dom Capers'
2: image. I feel like <laughs> Peppers and Capers not going to be <laughs> two guys that you put next to each other on a head no. like that guy.
4: <laughs> from a 20 feet away, a guy without glasses doesn't perceive them to be the same person. Peppers fits perfectly with, I think, what they want to do,
2: which is be more multiple on defense, be more flexible. He's a guy you can line up as a 3-4 defensive end. He's a guy you can line up as a 4-3 defensive end, and you can stand a bump and make him a linebacker. You can put him inside even in defensive tackle. That's where he got a lot of his pressure last year. So you can move him all over the place. Maybe he'll get a little rejuvenated. There were open questions about whether he was particularly motivated last year
5: he's always been the prototypical 4-3 defensive end but he's also always said he prefers a 3-4 defense so that's that's always been odd now he'll get his chance to do that
3: and i thought greg you made a, a good point that yes yes i think it was in one of your what we learned we're doing a what we learned after every day of free agency um that aaron Rodgers, while he's not in the situation of peyton manning or tom brady you only get so many years where he's at his absolute apex. This is a good win now, move you get Peppers in there, maybe he's somebody to get you over the hump and get you back into the deep area of the NFC playoffs. It makes sense to me. It's kind of like the Revis move.
2: You build all this extra cap room for a reason. Take some chances when you get have a chance to get a really good player. I mean, they're selling those phony Packers shares for 150 a pop or whatever nonsense that was. I mean, they made half a million on that stuff. Do you remember that? Spend it on Julius Peppers. Very true. Um, <coughs> you, no one has any idea what I'm talking about. No, with the Packers shares?
4: Yeah. There's was, was like thousands of people in Green Bay suddenly staring at their little share sheet saying, according to yeah. Greg, this is in totally phony. In 1929, you could get a real Packers share for 5 bucks.
3: <laughs> Times have changed. Now you could buy a <laughs> fake share for 300 or something. There you go. Is that what it was? Uh, times change, don't they, Mark?
4: They do, and our uh, our cohorts downstairs. Jim Reinekin is one of the people that has been fleeced by this deal because he owns <laughs> oh, one of these shares. Really nice. He's well, happy. I don't think he bought. This well, is phony, me. too.
3: All right, moving on. We mentioned uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Uh, he has a new toy to play with. It is Emmanuel Sanders. That seems a little demeaning to call a human being a toy. So gonna, we're going to rephrase that. Figure it. He, he has a new teammate. His name is Emmanuel Sanders. He signed with the Broncos. Um, for uh, a deal worth $15 million, according to Rappaport. Of course, the kind of the almost the more salacious angle of this is how this happened. Apparently, there was a deal in place. Uh, Sanders' agent had a deal in place with the Kansas City Chiefs, then kept on shopping his client around and ended up in Denver. Dirty pool! Huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't blame the Broncos, because by all accounts, they didn't know. But it's just... They reached a verbal agreement, by all accounts, by Ian's reporting, and then they went to Tampa. Didn't tell Tampa they already had this deal, but they're like, "Hey, they're offering this much." Shopped it to Denver. He decided he'd rather play with Peyton Manning instead of Alex Smith, and that's what I call a good business decision. Alex Smith
3: disrespected time and time and time and time Even by again. By Emmanuel
2: Sanders, <laughs> it is a good move by him, though, right?
3: I also like. Uh, he doesn't. Kn- he doesn't know this necessarily. It's really the it's agent. It's the agent, right. right?
4: It's not. It- like they're sitting on the phone with Emmanuel Sanders and he's, right. you know, activating all these moves.
3: We all assume that the Broncos had no idea. What if, maybe I'm the only one in the room that watches House of Cards, but maybe John <laughs> Elway is a little Frank Underwood scheming behind the scenes. He was a part of this, but everyone thinks he's innocent. Goldsander, you know what I'm talking about, right?
4: Oh, I'm all over it. Yes. Sitting there with his fax machine, we do buzzing. have facts that go against
2: you on that one, which was that the Bucks didn't know oh. he was signed either. Well, was a source told
5: the Denver the Denver Post has reported the Broncos didn't know.
3: Right. Um, and speaking of the Broncos wide receiver setup, West Welker's uh, guaranteed portion of his contract uh, kicked in, I believe this weekend was it. Yeah, they
2: they basically decided to pick up his bonus, which was expected.
3: So. Where does where, where do you see Sanders and Welker and Thomas and, Ju, and uh, Julius Thomas? Where do these guys all fit in together? Is this a nice uh, combo? It seems like it.
5: Well, I think, yeah, it's a great spot for Sanders to land. I've always thought he was more of a slot guy, better suited to the slot because his main strength is he's really good after the catch. Eric Decker is better in every other part of being a receiver than Emmanuel Sanders.
2: Well, isn't that weird then because you have Wes Welker who – Has to play the slot. He can't play outside. You have Julius Thomas, who is essentially playing the slot. He's not playing outside much. And now you add Sanders, who's probably better in the slot, too. He is fast, so I imagine
5: he'll get some go routes. But I think I was telling Dan yesterday, I think they probably see him as Welker's contracts up after this year, his eventual replacement in the slot. And then for this year, it wouldn't surprise me if Bubba Caldwell and Emmanuel Sanders kind of split some time. They should draft someone, too. They probably will.
3: Um, Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos' number one rival in the AFC, the New England Patriots. Of course, we knew that Darrell Rivas was landed this past week. They made that deal official on Monday. But everyone was asking, what about Tom Brady and getting him weapons? Well, Julian Edelman is now back with the team. He shopped himself on the market. I guess he didn't like what he saw. Came back to the Patriots. Uh, They also added uh, Brandon LaFell, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, Greg, I ask you, as our resident uh, Patriots fan, are you feeling good about this offense? I'm glad they set a
2: price on Edelman. They let him test the market. He has more value to them than anyone else. We still don't have the final contract numbers. So, in theory, the sandwich that I bet (laughs) versus Wesseling, in terms of Golden Tate, who got more guaranteed money, Tate or Edelman, I still got an outside chance at this, but I'm probably going to lose it.
4: (laughs) Slim. It's good for Edelman, too. I think it's a wise move for him to return because he already knows he's productive in that scheme. Had he gone somewhere else, we don't know really how he'd plug in. But LaFell, I mean, LaFell is not someone... Maybe in New England they can make something out of him, but what is he? He's the ex-receiver there, potentially? Oh, he's just battling, I think,
2: to make the team. The Patriots have a method that they do this every year. They bring in eight or nine wide receivers, including three or four free agent flyers, and... Don't give any of them much guaranteed money, and LaFell didn't get much, and just see who makes the team. Because if you you got him, they brought in Kenny Britt for a visit on Monday. Uh, You have Edelman back. You have Aaron Dobson. You have Kenbrell Tompkins. You have Josh Boyce. I think most of those guys. Danny Amendola. Most of those guys are going to make the team. Is Danny Amendola going to make the team? That's six right there, even without Britt. Right.
5: And you would think all six of them are are players that will make some team.
2: Right. I think LaFell might have some work to do, and I think Amendola might have a job to get later this offseason. It might be trending that. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Don't you think?
5: I think that would be a huge mistake. Why would you cut Danny Amendola just because he played through a groin injury? He's the player you thought he was last year, not the player he played with that.
3: Didn't he kind of prove once again last year that he's always gonna be playing through something or hurt with something? And maybe that's why that was a misfire to think he could replace Welker?
5: I don't think he proved that he's always gonna be hurt. I think that's in the past. Always gonna be hurt is something that happens in the future. I respect Mm. that. (laughs) I respect
3: that answer. Um, very good, Wes. (laughs) I will shut up now. Uh, And one (laughs) last thing about before we move away from the Patriots. Darrell Rivas said in his conference call with reporters today that he is, quote, no, not about the money. Quote, I'm all about winning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) Right, buddy. You like the cheddar, and that's all you'll ever like.
2: Sometimes I... I like to get a little Machiavellian <laughs> as the editor of the around. No, Elite really. Site. And <laughs> I just threw it at Dan to write up the Darrell Revis buried me post, wow. so that he could write the qu- that quote. Wh- what orga- What was it? The organization you want to join? The
3: yeah, most? yeah. That- what uh, what other organization would you rather join than the New England Patriots if you want to win They've something already, ridiculous like out of cut bad. out
4: a massive chunk of Darrell Revis's back section and put in a computer where he just spits out <laughs> Patriots <laughs> quotes now, and that's fully I functional. Like to win.
5: Greg, do you believe Darrell Revis on this one?
4: No, of course it, not. Come not on. really. That's
5: not, a phony
3: on
2: this one. We we didn't even mention Browner, Brandon Browner, since we last uh, taped uh, is official now as well. So you got Browner and Revis.
3: Get excited. I like it. What a blessed franchise. <laughs> uh, moving forward. Mar- Speaking of blessed franchises, not quite. Mark Sessler, Ben Tate is now your new starting running back, I presume. Uh, he signed a two-year d- deal worth $7 million. That seems like a pretty good deal for a guy that could be a- an ascended talent.
4: Well, you know, after Cleveland was f- and rightly flamed for Overspending for some older veterans on defense. I was like nervously IMing with Greg. Right as you can tell, the Tate <laughs> was about to hit the next hour or two. Like, Greg, what do you think the terms will be? Like, are they going to massively overspend for this guy? <laughs> and he was trying to be nice and give me some diplomatic terms. I think they came in under that. Yeah, I
2: wasn't trying to be. Well, no, nice. but you were. But you I said were, it would stun me if you were like, what is the level where they will have overpaid this? Soon to be bum because he's joining my franchise, well, and I no. said, "There's I don't think there's any chance that they're going to pay him too much. I bet it's going to be very affordable."
4: Well, at least you know you knew when they were in talks with them for three days that they were trying to get something that they felt was very fair, and I thought they came out two years, seven million, in if seven million, if that is not bad for a guy that could potentially be your workhorse on offense. They still have thirty-five million under the cap.
5: I don't even think it matters if they overpay. Right, They're going to have tons of money when they're done with free agency. It's
4: just a bad thing after, if they overpaid two guys in a row to overpay a third. I'd like to see some reticence. And I think they showed that. Though. Give it to Joe Hayden. Give that there money away. Like yeah. Give plan. it to
2: Brandon Whedon. Oh, wait.
3: <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, oh, why not? Why don't we get to it now? What the hell? This is our podcast. We can do anything we you, want. You could go that way. Brandon Whedon um, met with the Dallas Cowboys on Monday. And he signed with the Dallas Cowboys on Monday, a two-year deal uh, for the minimum. He is now in the mix in Dallas. We don't really know what's going on with Kyle Orton, if he's going to return, where where Whedon fits in, if he's merely an insurance policy or they have something bigger in mind. But we do know the Cowboys were. They liked Whedon coming out of Oklahoma State, and then your Browns reached and grabbed him in the first round and removed him from the equation. Now he gets a fresh start. What do we think about that?
4: I don't know who they is when it, in terms of they liked him Is that Jerry Jones, but it's uh a Well, guy yeah, to,
3: the Cowboys.
4: Right. They may, He may not even make the roster the whole if Jones family comes back, right? Maybe I mean, some of their Orton's scouting their staff. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a camp body. I mean, they got him for the <laughs> league minimum.
3: Wait a second. But they signed him. They must like him. They didn't let him sit there. They made sure to grab him. He spoke with two other teams, uh, the Ravens. And I believe... The Bengals. The Bengals. But they the got Bengals. him for the
4: minimum. I don't think they're put they're pitching any major hopes in the guy. And they, He's got a strong arm. The problem is that where he throws it is not often to his own teammates. <laughs> he visited uh, today and signed today. Yeah. You know that saying, could sell ice to an Eskimo?
5: Brandon Wing can sell himself to an NFL team. Ooh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's Kyle Orton might retire. That's part of it. And even if... Kyle Orton doesn't retire, you can keep in there as your third quarterback. I would think they I, would. I
4: wouldn't be shocked to see Dallas draft a quarterback higher than we'd think.
3: Mm. I have how about this? I got a Sessler. My Sessler is, mm-hmm. is that the Kyle Orton is not in the picture via retirement or they trade him. And then Tony Romo, this is pure this is really Sessler, doesn't make it through the season, and Brandon Weeden is playing. Real snaps for the Dallas Cowboys in the 2014 season.
5: Well, I thought you were going a totally different direction with (laughs) this. I thought you were going to say the Cowboys trade up and draft Johnny Football.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Not going to get
5: that That's much more likely than Brandon Whedon playing meaningful snaps for the
4: Cowboys. I think that Wes is on to something. They showed a tremendous amount of interest in Johnny Football, but if it's not him, I think they are going to grab a quarterback third round or higher, and Whedon won't even be on the team come October. True or false, Mark?
2: There is now no chance you're going to name your third son after Brandon
4: <laughs> uh, Well, Or is there still... A little bit. The proposition that I'm having a third child is <laughs> iffy, but uh, he will not <laughs> be named after a quarterback.
3: For no. those that don't know, which is probably most of America and the world, Mark named his second child after Colt McCoy.
4: Did you name your first one after Luke McCown? No. <laughs> <laughs> I named him Colton on the day... It was hours before the Browns drafted Brandon Wheaton, <laughs> So the timing was strange. So if you had <laughs> another son born last year, it could have been Campbell,
2: maybe.
3: Brian. This Incorrect. is just this is depressing. <laughs> Continue on. Uh, moving forward, this is something that happened after our podcast on Friday, but we should talk about Hakeem Nick signed a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts worth uh, $3.5 million. Your prototypical... Or I should say your ultimate type of uh, prove-it contract. And this, this to me, is like one of the best signings of the offseason, potentially. This guy gets his mojo back. Uh, he They desperately needed a, a guy to fill in there. And now you have a potential good set there, good setup.
5: I think this is how judging free agency is kind of like being Sisyphus.
3: You're, you can't. There <laughs> we go. How can you?
5: We've called Hakeem Nix one of our favorite signings, and I, I totally believe that, but we have no idea what the Colts are getting. We don't know
4: who Hakeem Nix is anymore.
5: Mm. Hasn't scored a well, touchdown
4: in, what, two years? And by all reports, didn't really play hard last year, although we, we couldn't judge that. But if he works out and his game comes back, the Colts are a perfect fit for any one of these receivers. We love the idea of someone adding to that mix, but... Again, right. He looks great in March. What does it mean in September? Free agency is about calculated risks,
2: so we can evaluate that. We don't know what Knicks you're getting, but if there is a one-fourth of a chance that you're getting Hakeem Knicks from three years ago, it's worth that contract. Yeah, I agree with that. He got $1 million more only compared to what Darius hayward Bay got last year. I mean, he's signing for... Barely more than Brandon LaFell's getting.
5: He's signed for shot. less than Emmanuel
2: Sanders. Ugh. So that's a great. Wow. So that's
5: a great signing. You're mm-hmm. kicking the tires hubba, on hubba. Knicks for a year.
2: Right. What's the worst case scenario? Is that he's a third or fourth receiver for them that doesn't really help, which is fine for that money.
5: Right, and then you're still back to where you were. You throw Derrick Rogers or LeVon Brazil in there, and you still have a little bit of upside it would there.
4: Be, I, the one thing I don't want to see for that team, based on what happened late in the year, is Rogers to be phased out or not really have the chance to grow because I thought he was a very interesting guy down the stretch last season. The tea leaves say he's being phased out.
2: Mm, tea leaves.
4: Well, also
3: though, how much time does Reggie Wayne have left? He can't. He can't be around too much longer. There's, there's still room for other receivers to work their way into this this game plan.
5: I would think beyond 2014. Yes,
4: that also presupposes that uh, Hakeem Nick stays healthy, which would be an aberration from his recent days.
3: Jared Allen, who this is kind of a weird story for me because Jared Allen. You know, he's had a great career, and he wants to continue playing professional football, but he won't do it, damn it. If he doesn't get enough money, he'll walk away. He doesn't care. Talk about all about the money. All about the money. He was in Seattle on Sunday, uh, left without a contract. He has another uh, visit scheduled, according to Ian Rappaport, with the Dallas Cowboys on Tuesday, which actually could end up being a decent fit, though I don't know if they'll have the money, again, to pay Jared Allen and make him love football enough to keep playing. Uh what do we got what do we think about this?
2: He's got a he's one of the most unlucky guys in free agency because if DeMarcus Ware doesn't get cut and doesn't sign with the Broncos, Allen somehow gets that same contract from Denver, 3 years, 30 million. I don't know if he's going to get much more than half than that. There's always a veteran or two like this every year that doesn't like the offers that they're seeing and ends up hanging out on the free agent market forever. Last year was Richard Seymour. He never wound
4: up playing. So Dallas needs to dump DeMarcus Ware because he's too expensive of a pass rusher. And now you're hosting Jared Allen, who tells you up front, I want a mountain of money or I'm not touching the field for you. So that's (laughs) what's... I'm I'm sorry.
3: You make a really good point. I'm curious if these teams are... Buying this bluff, this retirement bluff, because you can imagine Seattle did the same thing. Well, last year they had these pass rushers, uh, Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett, that they got kind of on the discount. I wouldn't be surprised if they offered a similar type deal to Jared Allen. Now maybe the Cowboys will do the same thing. Like, hey, we can't give you a lot of money, but do you want to play football next year? We're, we like you. Um, I mean, one thing in his defense, he's only, he's only 31. He's turning 32 soon. He had eleven and a half sacks last year. He's averaged thirteen sacks per season over ten years. Um, he seems—I know people have said he's in a little bit of decline, but this guy can still play, and he could help like a contender. Somebody would would give him money, you would think, especially with all his money flying around.
5: Maybe I'll get back on his agent's good side.
3: <laughs>
5: if if Peppers is worth eight and a half million this year, you could say yeah. Allen is worth ten this
3: year. You're on the bad side of Jaron Allen's agent.
2: Really, he
5: does not like me.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, we've gotten really? some angry responses to our top 100 list, <laughs> hubba, hubba. including uh, Jared Allen's agent did not like our original ranking of, of Allen, which I believe was in the 30s. about 30, something Somewhere like that. Uh, bad. Over time, I believe we've been proven to be in alignment with many of the NFL teams out there. Only five players out of our top 50 were still available
4: as of Saturday night. Jared Allen is one of those players. If you're Allen, do you? I don't know. I'm thinking about someone else, not myself. But wouldn't you rather, if you're at the end of your career and you've made a ton of money already, you're going to still get paid well? You want? You say he's always talked about wanting to be on a winner. So you're going to potentially why even take the flight to Dallas? Mm. A defense that is a rebuilding project with an aging quarterback and a team that simply can't get out of an eight and eight hole. Or you could go to Seattle and be another one of these. Plug and play defensive lineman. You gotta play the game, right? Drive up the price. I like the drive up the price thing, but is Dallas a team that's driving up the price? And you know,
5: athletes are competitive. He probably sees himself as the answer to Dallas's defensive problems. He he
2: mad that other guys are getting this money and he's not. He doesn't understand. Do you it. think
4: Denver really was about to pay him that same? Yeah, salary? that's been reported. Yeah, and well, they, I saw that, but that I didn't apparent- know if they were saying that as a. By the way, here's a nice thing we're going to do for Jared Allen as we don't that, sign him.
5: Maybe that could be true.
2: That's possible. Maybe they're try- maybe they owe uh, Allen's agent a favor too. Although <laughs> this apparently is the uh, Broncos' mode here is they just decide what contract they're going to give out and then figure out the player later. Because supposedly Dominique Rogers Cromartie passed up the contract that Akeem Talib eventually took, which Ouch. means that Rogers Cromartie's agent should be fired because he just cost his client millions and millions of dollars. There's a new agent <laughs> man at one of us in this room. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> sure who his agent is. Um, all
3: right, and finally some troubling news out of Indianapolis where Colts owner Jim Ursay was arrested on suspicion of intoxicated driving uh, late last night. Late Sunday night, police said they found multiple prescription drugs in the owner's car. Um, obviously, this is a... Uh, Difficult situation for the Colts, or say, is a major part of their think tank when it comes to uh, importing free agents and building the roster. And obviously, he's a huge figure in the community. And now we don't know what what's next. I mean, the guy, you know, what happens now? It's
2: too early to say, and it's too early to really speculate if the, the league could get involved, um, which they did. I think it was a few years back with the Lions president, Tom Luan, when he had an off-the-field incident. So kind of like all these things, it's going to take some time to play out. Ursay did thank his family, his friends, uh, colleagues for a message of support, thoughts, and prayers. Impossible to tell you how much this means, he wrote. Um, so it's a story I think that's going to stay in the news, but it's it's an important one for the
3: Colts. All right, moving on. All right, so gentlemen, um Free agency, this is now the seventh day of free agency. Were you aware of that? Yes. Right. Yes, because
2: it, we nice do sharp. what we learned on day six of free agency.
3: That's how I knew it was day six, because <laughs> I wrote it yesterday, and I was like, oh, six days ago. Aren't now.
2: we supposed to rest on the seventh day?
3: Not at the Around the League oh. uh, factory. <laughs> right, Greg?
2: Well, we, we, uh, we all had some rest over the weekend. I didn't let Wes yourself.
3: rest. So, rest, Wes, move some Saturday. boxes.
2: Yeah, you made a move. Poor guy.
3: <laughs> I plied him with um, hops. Fair? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right, so anyway, so, yes, we are obviously on top of all the signings, so I want to throw it to you, gentlemen. Under the radar signings, under the radar signings, we know the big ones everyone gets all amped up about your. Jairus, Jairus Bird,
2: Jairus Byard. (laughs) Jairus Byard. You know Darrell Revis, people of that nature. But what a bird guy has to. Give us some royalty. And some, well, <laughs> or something. Well, we have other to way get around. around. <laughs> it's catching on, though. It was like in a high-level executive meeting. People started doing this Bayard, you know type of <laughs> joke.
3: High octane. It's it's. Got I've some been traction. getting
5: texts and tweets from people that I, I don't even talk to on a regular basis, telling me that. The pronunciation of Jairus Bird is now their
4: favorite part of the podcast. I don't know if that's a good it's thing. Damning.
3: Mm. <laughs> it's damning.
4: Something we had nothing to do with it's producing. completely
3: damning. So anyway, so I figured, why don't we go around the room and each of us give a kind of under-the-radar free agent signing that will pay big dividends to the team that acquired them. And I will start with the mad scientist, the mailman, Chris Wessling.
5: I'm going to start with a guy whom Greg described as a one-man solution to your run defense problems. Ooh, The Atlanta Falcons signed Paul Suliai, nose tackle. Mike Nolan expected to be moving to more of a 3-4 defense this year. I've always thought the Falcons don't have a backbone on defense. That's their problem. You can run right down their throats whenever you want. They can't stiffen up and stop you in key situations, as we saw with Kaepernick and Frank Gore two years ago in the NFC Championship game. You bring in Paul Suliai. There's your anchor in the middle. Now you've got a backbone. You, Tyson Jackson, another good run defender. Things are turning around there, maybe. Maybe. They still need pass rushers.
4: They needed it so much. I actually was rewatching a Dolphins game from early in the year, and there's a play where Solei nimbly steps through like two linemen who he almost ha- uses like invisible power. They almost don't even see him on one foot and like leaps entirely to his left and just wraps a runner and takes him to the ground. I mean, it, a thing. What you an do, athlete! Well, you don't see. It, so it was like, wait, this guy <laughs> completely looks different than the other big men around him, like this. And the Falcons had nothing, no one like that on their defensive line last year.
2: There's something to be said for getting guys that there aren't many of around the league. There aren't really those guys anymore. Right. Used, and sometimes they last a while. Ted Washington, Grady Jackson lasted forever.
5: Tractor, Every year, trailer, thought, oh, that's yeah. the end of Ted Washington.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is now 38 right, and yeah. seems to be angrier than any human ever. <laughs> and but there he was just still blocking people like
3: crazy <laughs> Mark Sessler. Uh
4: I'm going to go I think wherever he signed I would have picked Walter Thurman and he's I think it's an, it's a really good uh signing by the Giants who seem to be pretty committed to revamping a secondary that's really struggled last season and everyone says oh any one of these Seattle Seahawks you could pull them out and they'd start anywhere in the league well we're going to find out and I think that he is a guy that uh you know we talked to him at the Super Bowl he said over and over I want a bigger role but more than that, Wes and I were in the outskirts of Jersey in Jersey City, <laughs> and it was a dark, blustery night, and it's we Like were, a Springsteen song. Well, we were concerned dark, for blustery our own night lives. Out, we? Jersey. We got in a cab that we later determined to be a a sham cab where we it's got gypsy charged. Cab. It was a
5: what was what's the other word you use for it? We got in
3: a
4: gypsy cab. No,
5: there's another <laughs> a li- livery livery. A,
3: a livery driver
5: pulled up, and we got. Well, in. I think
4: a livery is legitimate to some degree, right? I, this I guy know. had not, he had no identification. And that worked
3: in the industry. The, po- just the drove, weird
5: part was that the hotel flagged him down for
3: it.
4: Well, he was, was obviously like the whole the thing well, was he, cooked he up. He
3: knew you guys are tourists or out-of-towners, so they were like, let's take a. He knew we
4: wanted to flee Jersey City immediately. <laughs> Which makes me doubt the story he told us now that I think about it. But he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are here to report on the Super Bowl. He's like, the guy that just got in before you, uh, he was a Seattle Seahawk. And we're like throwing out names left and right. Couldn't remember it. Finally, we hit on Walter Thurman, potentially. He's like, oh, yeah. And it was Walter Thurman (laughs) had taken by himself into New York (laughs) just to see the sights and learn Mm. about the history of the city. So not only a ascending cornerback, but a historian gets added to the Giants. And now, listen, he's becoming a Giant. He fell in love with that city. It's like a poor man's altar on Werner. (laughs) (laughs) are
2: a culture vulture. So your source really was weeks ahead on this Thurman deal months you should have used this information in some way that thurman really dug the whole
4: midtown uh, well i scene. talked to him and i said so i just want to let you know and then this went the wrong way we got in the ca- a cab right after you and he looked at me like that's really creepy that you'd know i was in a cab and <laughs> the interview quickly fell to pieces uh. after that
2: uh. i think that
4: it's a good sign though. It means he's intellectually
2: curious I can't. Right. He's gonna like the place right. he's moving. I can
3: no longer remember if you actually provided any analysis before that story. <laughs> I know. That. I said he's. Did listen.
4: You? Everyone says a, any Seahawk could start oh, okay. anywhere, and That's I think right. that it's a good filling for the Giants. Blah blah blah. Greg Stern. Are we now calling? <laughs> Domin- <laughs> are we now calling
5: Dominique Rogers Cromartie Rocro? Did I see that somewhere this week? I don't
3: know. You know what? You bring him up, and I'm really depressed because uh, we just got a an email over our um, over our system that. Drc or Rocrow is finalizing a deal with the Giants. Uh, the Jets were hot after him. Uh,
5: fits in perfect with Thurman. Well, yeah, my analysis was going to be now Thurman is sticking at Nickelback where right. he belongs because you have Prince Am- Am- How do you pronounce his name? Amaca- Mukamara?
3: Mukamara,
4: yeah.
5: You have him on the other side who's quality cornerback and now Rokro. Not a bad that's secondary. That's and they were a, a good remake. They ah. were a good
4: run defense last year. So maybe we facelift. should have put
5: the Giants in the instant debate
2: today Woo! for secondary. Hello. How about the podcast gods hooking us up? We're right in the middle of talking Hubba? about the Giants' cornerbacks, <laughs> and they send us Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie to New York, and another big loss for the Jets. No, wow.
3: well, come come on back, Antonio Cromartie. We'll take it back in your the magnetic. Withering hip
2: The guy they didn't Lands want Lands another yeah. The Cromartie they didn't want every, every, re, every day we see a different report That Rex Ryan really wants yeah. this guy no, that's Who's right. not Antonio not Cromartie not looking good That's right Rex really wants Again
3: He said Yeah according to Manish Mehta Of the New York Daily News um, A jet source said We better get him In regards to DRC they Looks like they did not get You know get that him.
4: Ryan's in a dark room With like a little tiny window A little bit of light pouring <laughs> in He's just got a big glass of milk
3: Or like a big plate of chili cheese fries. He's going off his diet (laughs) because he's he's just just (laughs) angry.
4: Not Um, good times. Hey, you
2: still got Ellis Langster.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Underrated signing. Uh, Greg.
2: My underrated signing is Brandon Spikes. No, this
3: is not under. This is under under the radar. radar. It's under the radar.
2: It's underrated. It's underreported. Underappreciated. It's under.
4: (laughs) Under. uh,
2: I think Spikes, if there was a Pro Bowl position for uh run-stopping, early-down, inside linebacker, I'd vote for Spikes as one of the top two or three guys. So he's it, like
5: the bizarro Ryan Matthews?
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's pretty much uh, the the defensive version, and maybe he's just a specialist. He doesn't play every down. Kiko Alonso moves out to weak side. He's in the middle, early downs. But I think he's going to be a big difference maker, and he's with uh, Patriots coach Pepper Johnson, who coached them for a few years. So a familiar face there. You love Brandon Spikes. I do. He's... He was my favorite Patriots draft pick on defense in about eight years when he signed.
4: They kicked him out of town. They didn't even let him play in the playoffs. But it is telling, though, that his former position coach obviously lobbied to bring yeah. him back, so they, he must have not been that big of an issue. Seems
2: like a little right? bit of a wild card in terms of not really getting with the whole program, but when you just watch him play, a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> I like that. Uh, mine is I'm going to go with my second Sessler of the podcast.
2: Wow.
5: It's a career high for you.
3: Cortland Finnegan had a, uh, a bad run of it in St. Louis. He signed a contract that was quite large. He did not perform up to snuff in 2012. He, he got hurt in 2013. But I'll tell you what. People do not write this man off. He's going to go to Miami now. He's going to be playing opposite Brent Grimes. You put Grimes on on the uh, number one receiver. he put Finnegan on the number two guy. He's going to make some plays. He's going to get his career back on track. And deal with it.
5: He's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, that's for sure.
3: Chip on his shoulder.
4: Thanks to Mark
2: Sessler.
3: Yeah, Mark, Mark.
4: you're
2: not as big a fan of this move?
4: Well, I wrote the post when he <laughs> signed with the Dolphins, and I suggested in it that he really struggled last year and mentioned that he was hurt. And that's certainly a contributing factor. All of, but all of this is true. is. true. Right. I, don't, I don't even think it's a matter of opinion that he struggled last year. I didn't. I didn't come out of the blue with this, or especially strong. But uh, I did hear from him on Twitter about personally, personally about twenty five minutes direct later. Direct message. Well, no. Initially, it was over public, and it said, mm-hmm. "Have a wonderful weekend. Nah. Hope to talk with you soon." I thought he said he's <laughs> looking forward to what meeting you. That? Looking forward to meeting with you. Hope to talk to you soon. That, and so
3: that is not friendly, even though it might seem to be.
4: Right. I DM'd him, and I said, "Look, like." And I'm not a guy that's going to go at him personally and say, I'm right. And so I I just said, I wish you luck, eh? And, uh, you know, we occasionally write stuff that I can understand a player wouldn't like, etc. And uh, I said, if you'd ever like to respond or give me a quote or anything like that. (laughs) He wrote back. He he was very nice. He said, ha, 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 you're just doing your job. He said, I can tell you where you can put that quote. Wow. But. Uh, Same you place you put Peyton Manning's <laughs> narrative. It ended. Uh, I wouldn't say amicably, but it ended. It ended.
3: He was saying to put it up your butt. That's what he was saying. Oh
4: yes. Wait, is that how is that even possible?
3: Well, <laughs> I'm just
2: saying, saying. figurative. <laughs> oh, figurative me,
3: direction. Wait, does anybody? Yeah, Wes, you disagree with me that Cortland Finnegan has anything left? Correct.
5: I think this goes back to our Hakeem Nicks thing. He didn't have a good year. He had an orbital fracture that ended his season. I think he was also playing through a thigh injury. It's tough to tell how much that thigh injury affected his play, but every game I saw him play, he was the slowest player on the field. He looked like he was washed up. Now, how much of that is injury? You are killing I don't know. this
2: move downstairs. Suddenly it sounds like you're afraid of him uh, tweeting at you.
5: Well, I think the whole thing, it's a, it's a worthwhile reminder that these people are human beings.
4: Exactly I feel the same way, and like honestly we were not we were not out to heat seek him i wasn 't in the post I wrote it was it, listen you know when you read back on some of the injuries that Peyton Manning had that we never found out about, a lot of these players play through stuff that we'll never know, and that could have been the case with finnegan, so if he 's healthy and he has a full off season, Grimes at the same age came back off a big injury and played outstanding last season there 's nothing to say that finnegan isn 't Ready for a bounce back But what we saw last year Doesn't suggest it That's all
3: Let me just uh, Throw this out there Tell me which Professional athlete Dislikes The reporter Journalist Employee more Of NFL media mm. Cortland Finnegan Mark Sessler Dante Hitner, Greg Rosenthal <laughs> Jared Allen Slashes slash agent Chris <laughs> Wessling And the gold standard Pele
4: <laughs> The soccer legend You've drawn no one's ire. Uh, Let's go Mark Sanchez's agent, Dan Oh, uh,
3: Yeah, he got on me a little bit, but it wasn't Sanchez himself. But then again, Allen wasn't. Uh, you haven't personally heard from Jared Allen, have you, Wes?
2: No, but his agent is awfully miffed. <laughs> he's all bent out of shape. What Dan's trying to say is that he's a bootlicker.
3: <laughs> I'm a bootlicker. I'm a bootlicker. I like the
2: Finnegan pick, Dan. I'm on your oh, side. thank with you, this. Greg. I think, but I uh, interacted I with Finnegan,
4: and we mended fences. Yeah. Are you sure? I attempted to. I didn't fan it, the
3: flames. Yeah, I think it ended on semi. You're not in better really, shape. I think
4: Allen's agent in West. Uh, that's not going well. <laughs> he <laughs> still doesn't. He's not gotten paid yet. So you're in. in <laughs> when he's sitting up in the middle of the night, he's blaming you. You're contributing to that financial mystery that's not a good mystery for the agent or the player right now. You know what I am?
5: An agent provocateur. (laughs) 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 Um, Or I think it's pronounced agent provocateur.
3: Do it. Um, All right, before we go, a couple things. Um, Mark, you officially lost in our great game, iconic game, Go Get My Lunch, (laughs) you lost... That last part's supposed to be implied. Right, sorry. You lost the Mark Sanchez, Oakland Raiders... Uh, bet officially, you said he would be on the Raiders by March 14th. That date is coming by, bo- coming gone. He is still a member of the New York Jets.
4: I did not say March 14th, 2014.
3: <laughs> 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 but yes, I lost. Um, also, Greg Rosenthal, Julian Edelman did not get more guaranteed money. Oh, well,
2: we don't know that yet, officially. Oh, we come still don't on, know.
3: you're still holding out hope on this well, one.
2: I'd like to see the numbers before. Isn't it
3: three for fourteen?
2: We believe that it's in that area, so a lot of that would have to be guaranteed. uh, (laughs) Golden
3: Tate got what? 14 guarantees. Well, when you really looked at it,
2: Golden Tate only had a a 9.5 guarantee. So I want to see the numbers. But assuming that Wes wins that bet, we do know the final tally here. Good luck. I ended up even, (laughs) although I do have to hand out a uh, sandwich to Wes and Dan gets one. Mark is the big loser. You lost two sandwiches. One to Dan, one to Wes, and then uh, Dan and Wes both ended up one sandwich apiece in the end. Wow!
5: Not including separate lunch games that Greg and I had on the side.
2: Yeah, well, that was before the game ever.
4: Yeah. What can you say?
3: Uh, yeah, Mark. What do you have to say? First game. First game out out, out of the gate. We're going to bring this back, obviously. But to go down multiple sandwiches has got to be a tough way to start. It's this. just another. Yeah, in in a, <laughs> yeah that's
4: fair. It's a, it's a long laundry list of embarrassments that I can uh, mull over at around 2.14 a.m. some night. <laughs> um, all right. Before we go,
3: the money tags. The We put out a call for our listeners, our loyal listeners, to do our work for us. And you guys did not disappoint at hashtag. Um, what is it? Money tags? That's Hashtag
4: it. money tag.
3: Nailed it. Uh, we got a g- lot of great ones. Greg, you are obviously, you were put in charge of this as the boss to decide which ones actually get the call. What are you? What are your thoughts so far going through what has been submitted?
2: Well, peek behind the curtain. You were a great help this morning <laughs> going through them as well. So we, we both helped to choose a number of them. It was fantastic. I can't believe what great response we had. So I guess keep it going. But for now, I think we've got enough from this batch, we're gonna use upwards of ten to fifteen of them. Uh, we might have, we might edit them slightly, but there were a lot of hilarious ones. So thank you, and we'll probably have another call out because we're still gonna be lazy.
3: Right, and if you do not get picked this time around, you should take it personally because it wasn't funny enough. <laughs> oh, is that? That's not how you say. Don't take it personally. A there more. were a lot of great ones, and you just weren't in this mix. Maybe
4: next time. It, Much better. Day. If you didn't okay. get
2: picked, you weren't
3: alone. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. I would say we must have got over 50 responses we chose about 10 of them
4: a lot of patras didn't get picked
3: kevin patrick tried (laughs) uh, but maybe next time for our atl chicago correspondent
5: special shout out to tristan who sent about a half dozen of them
3: tristan our number one fan out in australia that guy's on top of his game at all times um all right we will be back on wednesday uh where we'll continue to talk about free agency mark it just never stops and any other news that's happening around the NFL. Um, until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for The Mailman, The Sizzler, The Boss, and The Gold Standard Behind the Glass. Until then...